Welcome to Another Day, Another Adventure, a podcast dedicated to talking about every Dragon Ball cartoon ever. I'm your host, Colton, and with me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Sakaki. How's it going, bud? Everything's going good. Ready for another adventure. I'm also ready. Um, But before we start our adventure, uh, we have another special guest on today's episode, and that is our good friend, Kendra, from the My Hero Academia podcast. How's it going, Kendra? It's doing good. Hello, hello. Uh, we're very excited to have you on, and I'm also very excited for this episode of the podcast because we're going to be talking about episodes 29 to 31, which I- I've seen labeled as like the start of the Red Ribbon Army arc, but it's kind of weird because like these are all like anime original episodes, and uh, the-, the first like full anime original episodes that we're covering on the podcast, which is which is interesting, uh, and this also marks basically the first time I've gotten past the end of the 21st tournament. Uh, so we're finally getting into stuff that like I haven't watched before. So this will this will be interesting, especially talking about episode twenty nine because it's basically like a one off episode that's kind of like in between arcs. But we'll we'll, we'll get to that in a bit. Um, so Kendra, I have a pretty good idea of like where you're standing with Dragon Ball is, but uh, just for the listeners at home, I'm gonna ask you the icebreaker question that I ask everybody who comes on the show for the first time. Did you get into Dragon Ball through Tanami, and if not, how did you? Not at all. I am Canadian. <laughs> but uh, for some reason, I didn't even get it with that. Because like, I think I basically watched what my brothers watched, and that was like Bleach and Fullmetal Alchemist. Yeah, yeah. And so I completely missed the ball. I started seeing it on Tumblr, and, and like, I swear to God, like, maybe I heard a bit about it, but like mainly Jintama. I started hearing like <laughs> Vegeta and like this stuff, and I was like... I've heard of this. What does that's, this that's mean? <laughs> it's like, I blame Jintama. But I think I watched a little bit of Dragon Ball Z, like the first episode, and I was like, what? He has brothers? Like, uh, spoilers, I didn't say the name, but I was like, what is happening? <laughs> and then I went back and I started reading Dragon Ball from the start, because I think I knew it was like a drag or Journey to the West, like fan fiction, almost. <laughs> Not quite. But yeah, basically. I started reading it and I was like, what the fuck is this? Because <laughs> Master Roshi, the man I want to die. Because I started reading it and I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> but, and also like, early Goku is just a feral child who doesn't know what women are. So he just touches private parts a lot. Which is fun. I don't know. It's a thing. He's, he's a weird kid. But... I think recently I was read. Oh, I've also read a lot of Dragon Ball Super for no reason except I wanted to read everything in Jump. So I know a lot about Super, kind of. I just like there's there's a cop guy later on. Okay, f- all cops are bastards, but he's a good cop. He's an alien cop guy. I like him. <laughs> That's not what this episode is about. But uh, I I think I I saw Master Roshi in that, and I was like, God damn it, he's not dead. I I think <laughs> I think I remember you when because I, I I sometimes I see you I see you kind of live tweet the manga here and there. Yeah. Um, and, and I think this is going to come up eventually in, in this arc, but I, I, I vividly remember you tweeting about like Roshi turning small and then like trying to sneak on, I think, Bulma in the bathroom or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Your reaction to that was pretty good. I think I just tweeted, kill him. <laughs> Obviously, that's just the early stuff, and I'm a little bit past where you guys are in the Red Ribbon arc, so I'm, like, kind of into that a bit past it. I, I read it in spurts, so I need to, like, 
My goal is to read it all, maybe watch some of it, because I know the fights are good, so I know, like, and I don't know, I have, my, I have random knowledge of Dragon Ball. And a lot of it also, I, like, sometimes open TV tropes, so... I don't know. It's it's fun, but I my knowledge is very random of Dragon Ball, so I apologize, hardcore Dragon Ball people, if they're like, "What the fuck is she talking about?" Because I do not know. <laughs> no, that's fine. But p- part of the reason I wanted to have you on was because I I knew you weren't like very far into it, and I knew I knew you were kind of like a little all over the place, and like I I knew you hadn't like consumed like a whole lot, you know, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. I think maybe the new perspective. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think you would be like one of the, we've had a bunch of guests on here, but they've all been really kind of entrenched in Dragon Ball already. So yeah. it's like there's not much, you know, not much we can add there to that. So like it, it, it's and this is fun that we have somebody who's like not as familiar because I don't think this is going to sound weird and I'm sorry, but I don't think I know anybody that's like currently reading dragon ball like dragon ball dragon ball not new dragon ball <laughs> like super that- not like reading it for the first time or whatever yeah there you go yeah i mean that's why we yeah. have colton here he helps me convey things in a less confusing <laughs> way <laughs> but yeah I've, I, I think don't- a lot of people i think a lot of people got into it with dragon ball z yeah sorry yeah no I, I i agree dragon ball z pretty much was the entry point and i feel like I mean, even with newer, you know, newer generations of readers and everything like that, Goku is such a staple at this point that you kind of know him. He's like that uncle that just comes to hang out. <laughs> you kind of <laughs> know him whether you really. Yeah, I just I love baby Goku. Baby Goku is very cute. Adult Goku is really cute. And also, oh, my God, I went to a con and I mainly went to like a panel because uh, Christopher Savitt was there. But the English dub, dub voice for Goku was there, and I was like, oh my god, I have a crush on this man! Because <laughs> he's just so cute, so I just need to catch up to current Dragon Ball so I can hear Sean Schimmel talk. Yeah. Just because I think he's really cool. And Sean Schimmel, if you're, does not listen to this, so I'm safe, hopefully. But he just seems cool. I'm like, okay, I need to watch the dub and get to it, which is going to be like a million years from now. I, I think if you want to watch like more dubbed Dragon Ball, you should definitely check out Kai. Because mm. um, personally, I would say because here's the, we, we talked about this a bunch of times, like Kai, I think marks the moment where the Funimation dub for most Dragon Ball products start actually getting really good because the old dub for Z really isn't good at all. It, it like really doesn't hold up. A lot of those actors were like just starting out around that point in their careers. Plus, they got, like, Christopher Sabat to voice, like, probably half the cast on that show anyway, because they didn't have a lot of actors. Um, but uh, the, 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 the dub for Kai's good. So if you want to hear more Sean Schemmel, like, I, I, I think, like, b- b- I don't want to say at his peak, but, like, uh, like, around the point where I think he actually, like, starts to, like, get into the Goku role and he, like, really starts to make it his own. Like, I think that's probably a good place for you to start. Yeah, and I apologize, but Dragon Ball Kai is, like, Kind of the re- remix, like, shorter version of Dragon Ball Z? Pretty much, yeah. Okay, because I, I was like, I barely know what these words mean. That's totally fair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like Kai is basically <laughs> DBZ and they cut the fat out of it. I mean... Basically, yeah. Because, you know, you have, the, you have the advantage mm-hmm. of, like... I mean, you think of, like, the JoJo's, for example. They are all done after the manga's done. So, you know, you get pretty concise adaptations for them. But you had Dragon Ball that was obviously being animated as the manga was being produced. So, of course, they had to do different techniques to keep from catching up. And, yeah, Kai is basically, okay, now we cut all of that stuff out that we had, you know, the fillers. I hate that word, but. The fillers, the anime original content, mm-hmm. we just put all, we took all that out and we're just giving you 
you know, uncut, unadulterated Dragon Ball, which Pretty I've been much, trying yeah. to find Kai because, like, thanks to Colton, I've, I've wanted to get back into Dragon Ball because I actually fell out a long time. I'm aging myself, but I only I finished watching on Toonami. And since then, I never touched Dragon Ball Z again. <laughs> so. Until I started making you. Uh, yeah, basically. I, think- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watched Broly despite not knowing anything. And all I know is that I need to I look forward to when I get to where Piccolo is. Because I, I think like I watched the movie and then I like Googled, does Piccolo have a wife? Because <laughs> I was like, I'm going to make Piccolo. <laughs> He's anime Jesus. Like, I love him. <laughs> But he's not here yet. I think he's at the end. I don't even know when he comes in. But I'm ready for Piccolo. But he's bad. But I'm ready for we're, good we're, we're still we're still like a long ways away from Piccolo, unfortunately. Well, but we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there eventually. Um, uh, <laughs> I think you'll tell when I get there by my Twitter. But sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. The, K- Kendra will never shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I, I was I was excited to have Kendra on again because she she wasn't as far in as literally everybody else we've had on the show at this point. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I thought it would make for a very interesting new perspective, especially with these episodes, because like I said at the top of the show, um, I mean, except for like the first like five to six minutes of episode 29, basically, d- uh, all of these are like original episodes for the anime. Like n- b- basically 90% of this is not from the manga, which is, uh, which is interesting. And uh yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure I've really had a lot of, like, expectations going into these episodes, other than, like, oh, this is all anime original stuff. I'm really wondering, like, what it's going to be like, because for those of you who, who have been listening to the show up to this point, you know, I think we've really put on a lot of praise for, like, all of the, like, like original material that's kind of, like, there throughout the show to kind of, like, fill in time instead of, like, you know, doing the One Piece thing where it's like, well, we're going to stretch out the, we're going to stretch out half a chapter for an episode. And, and you'll like it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think, and like the One Piece filler, it makes a bit more sense. Like even like twenty, like twenty nine, it was it felt disjointed a little bit. It's like we're going to do this, and then like it, it didn't really feel like a full story. It was just like, wait, now this happens. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, let's just let's just get into episode twenty nine because, um, and I, I think. We, I, I was kind of going back and forth with Sakaki while I was watching it, but um, yeah, episode 29, I think is like my least favorite episode out of this batch. Not that I thought it was like a bad episode, but like I, I was telling Sakaki again, like this episode feels like they were really trying to stretch it out for time. And, like in the sense of like the plot for this episode is so like, is so like thin, like I don't think it could really like actually fill an entire episode. So you kind of need like, all these other things like Roshi going to an un- going to an underwear store to make an underage cashier try on her own underwear. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> At least he gets hit. Like he always gets hit for stuff, but I'm just like why is this happening? It is very funny. Master Roshi does not like the kids. Like, it was just really funny that, like, at the start, he was, like, trying to get rid of them. And Krillin's like, oh, can I come with you? And he's like, no. And I'm like, be nice to Krillin. He's a baby. Krillin ruins Roshi's plans of uh, spending alone time with the young woman that he's holding hostage on his island. <laughs> well, to be fair, Colton, oh she God. could probably kill him in his sleep. If he's not careful, <laughs> so but no, 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 you you do make a you do make a uh, good point. I mean, I will say this: as much as that we're we're on that subject, as much as it is like 
I'm sure if he really mm. wanted to make right. Krillin leave and Sorry. be like, no, I am not taking you with me, he could have. But he gave up kind of like, okay, well, this is mm. happening. <laughs> so, like, I, I did find that, like... I don't know, I won't say endearing, but I, I did find that like, oh, okay. So like, I mean, yeah, he wasn't thrilled about it, but it's like, okay. He gave up pretty quickly and said, I guess this gets coming. So whatever. Can't get rid of him. Yeah. Yeah. And Bilbo just being very mean or like, oh my God, Yamcha or whatever. They're, they're them fighting and kind of like, this is me when I'm happy. <laughs> was really <laughs> funny. It's just like, I don't know, I'm just thinking like, none of these people like each other. They only like Goku. <laughs> That's, everyone else just doesn't tolerate each other. It's 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 funny, but it's I'm not. It's not. I don't know. It's just entertaining. No, it's pretty good. Um, I do like that bit with um Yamcha, Yamcha and Bulma. You know, driving through the desert with Oolong and Poir. Uh, and, and but Bulma literally does like the mom thing where she's like, "Hey, I'll pull, pull. You want me to pull over? Want me to pull over? Pull, pull over." <laughs> <laughs> such a troll where it just like, keeps bringing up that like Oolong got kicked out of school because of that and I'm just like shut up it, it, it's, just, it, it's like it's cool to see that that dynamic and kind of just like being like the kid just annoying your other sibling or like best friend or whatever yeah yeah no that's a good point I, I, I sometimes e e even though at this point we know that like Oolong apparently was a huge bully to Poir during like transformation school or whatever um I I think in small doses, like their their dynamic could be kind of cute, because um, Poir has something on Oolong that he'll he'll never let him live down. Yeah, uh, rightly, uh, rightly, I, rightly, rightly so. And I, I kind of like that the R was really kind of snarky about it. <laughs> like it, it was really even even in Japanese, like the language that Poir like uses towards Oolong is very like informal. Oh my, <laughs> <laughs> you got thrown out of school for this. And I mean. Yeah, the, the beginning of episode two is just like, it, I mean, Colton put it best. It, it's just like they're 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 like taking a road trip and like mom and dad are arguing, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's it's great. Like you you kind of get this sense too. I like the I like what Kendra said though. Everybody kind of centers around Goku. Yeah. <laughs> like when everybody's fine when Goku's here, but then as soon as he leaves, they all just start their whole dynamic like falls apart and they're all arguing everything it's great I, I never thought about that way but i actually really like that but i think they they also yell at goku a lot so it's kind of like they can't direct it at him who kind of like doesn't care as much when he's just like oh yeah whatever but then like once he's there it does leave it, it, it leaves a bit of a void that's a real toxic relationship right there <laughs> goku's not there to be the punching I back know, it's, I don't know. <laughs> goku's not there to be uh meg griffin from family guy <laughs> Did you just say? <laughs> I was about to say, but oh, Goku no. likes being the punching bag. He likes punching. That would be that's fine with him. <laughs> I don't think I don't think he likes being punched though. At least not all the time. Uh, come on, out, out of all the Waku Waku Suruzol, <laughs> you don't think that at some point that that is just I want this guy to punch me? <laughs> well, he likes it when Chi Chi punches him. I don't know if he likes it when Chi Chi punches him. Actually. <laughs> Wrong. And she like, I we're, we're really jumping ahead, but I, I could have sworn like that second time she like hits him or whatever. Goku's literally like, Ow, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> Honestly, yeah, even my granddad didn't smack me. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for 29, 
I was like, I think Colton even mentioned like like what episodes I'd want to be on just because it's the oh my god, I forget his name, but I love him. The guy who wanted to get the water. The uh no. No. I love yeah. him, but the English dub, his accent is unfortunate. It's kind of like the Apu situation from The Simpsons, where I'm pretty sure it's a white guy doing an Indian voice. Or maybe I'm completely wrong. Nope, it sure is. Yeah, we we we, de- we definitely talked about that during his and Goku's fight, yeah. Um that and that's definitely unfortunate. Yeah, but he he was my favorite part of like early Dragon Ball. Okay, I mean that's fair. Nam Nam is a pretty cool character, and I I, I will give this episode this. Like I, I do like it that this episode at least gives us a chance to like hang out with some of the more the characters that you would want to spend more time with, I guess, like Nam and Giron. And I think that yeah, that was the reason Kendra wanted to come yeah. on is because. Uh, <laughs> and I, I feel bad when I asked Kendra to come on. Kendra's like, can I be on to talk about Nam? And I'm like, oh, I got that filled already. Um, He's in this filler episode. Are, are, are you okay with scraps? No. I think that's fine. <laughs> I like filler because it's something I haven't read. So it's actually kind of cool. Like, I, I like it a lot. So it's probably more interesting than me. I, I don't know. But I guess I wish it, it was like, at first, like, no, I was like, oh, I'm going to find this wandering lake. And like him bringing back the water was really cool and very sweet. But it's really yeah. like only a temporary solution. But then it turns into Goku trying to find a dam, and it's the plot from Frozen 2. But then it, like, switches back to the lake again, and I'm like, what is happening? It, that's why it felt so disjointed. I do Okay, I do want to say sorry, but the talking dinosaur is the best part of the entire episode. Yeah, Giron's pretty cool. Oh, he has a name! Oh, yeah, sorry. But Giron is my favorite, because he's like, I'm not a taxi! And he's just, like, annoyed at everyone. Oh, you're talking about the, uh, the, the, the pterodactyl. Yes! <laughs> the very minor character. I was like, is that his name? No, yeah, yeah. Giron's one of the dinosaurs at um at the dam. Uh he's the one that like uh who fought Goku specifically like oh. at the tournament. Like the bl- the big like purple green dinosaur. I think he's purple. Yeah, he's a purple people eater. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, oh, I was at the tournament, and I was like, you were? I have no memory of this. Yeah, no, the pterodactyl that yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like I, I like that when Goku shows up, he's like like Nam is being carried by a pterodactyl, and then Goku shows up like, "Hey, what are you doing there? Getting eaten? Can you?" Do- <laughs> <laughs> I like that Goku is like. Um, I, I think Goku says something along the lines of like, "Hey, you look like a bad guy," and the pterodactyl's like, D- "Yeah, obviously. Look at me." <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Th- that that made me laugh pretty hard. That's good. He's just hungry. He just wants to eat. <laughs> um, <sighs> and then, like, the dinosaurs had to dim forever, but it just caused the river to dry up, and it was just confusing. Like, it was just so weird. And then, like, the lake's gonna leave again. It didn't solve anything. Well, see, yeah. my, my thing about th- this whole thing... I'm getting mad at No, filler, no, so. it, it's totally... It's, it's kind of justified. Um, my, my thing about this episode is that, like... Because um, the whole thing is that, like, oh, Nam brought back the water that Roshi gave him. And that's cool and all. But, like, you know... Uh, and I, I, I kind of like the direction they take where it's like, yeah, you brought back this water and that's going to help for a little bit. But it's, it, it, it's basically a Band-Aid on a giant flesh wound. Like... Uh, uh, like we ha- we have to figure out like basically why our rivers dried up and all that and you know that's when Nam has to like go out in- into the desert and then eventually finds Goku and then they basically like trail along the river and like it leads them to the home of the Giron clan which kind of bothers me that like Giron's clan is just named after him or vice versa. That's, that's the thing I was wondering because <laughs> of like. Um... Oh, yeah. 
is this like a Pokemon thing or what? What, what is this? Like, you, you can't name yourself after your. Like, is he the leader? And he just decided all you guys are gonna be Giron one Tuesday or something. But like that, that <laughs> they're all Giron. They're all named Giron. <laughs> Giron number one, Giron number two. Th- th- that'd be like if like I was born and my and my mom and dad decided, oh, our son's been born. We're gonna call it, we're gonna call them human after our clan, <laughs> the human clan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, hey, you know what? I can see it. You you do seem to enjoy that human music. I do. It's pretty good. <laughs> I also enjoy it along with some snake jazz. <laughs> but yeah, so they eventually get to like I guess Giron's. Uh, home base that's not what I wanted to call it uh it's like <laughs> peninsula I guess um and like my, my thing is like yeah there, there's a dam and everything and it's like blocking a lot of the water from coming but like there's still a pretty good like decently flowing waterfall like I'm, I'm kind of confused as to like why there's no water coming down this river when it feels like there's still a lot of water coming out of that dam did, did that confuse anyone else or am I just overthinking this I think I didn't notice it as much, but yeah. I don't yeah, know. I thought about that a little bit too. It was just like, God, like, if there were a thing, like, I guess it just feels like the obvious plot that they could have gone with is like, okay, we're keeping, and especially since it's like mentioned that, oh yeah, it's been blocked up by our gun. Why? <laughs> and then on top of that, like, there's enough water there. Put aside yeah. the fact that there's enough water there for everybody. Like, the obvious plot would have been like, okay, these guys are just, like, they're hoarding it to themselves. I would have been okay with that. It still doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but fine. Hey, whatever. But yeah, I no, I don't think you're overthinking it because it's like there's definitely enough water that could go through that Namun as people could have it, and this whole thing could avoid it. I mean, I feel like this whole episode is just like could have been avoided. Saved you a click. Yes, that's what it felt like <laughs> and to then me. They get rid of the dam, and the water dries up again anyway. <laughs> so I'm just like, what is happening? Oh yeah. Okay. Look, uh, you know, Kendra brought it up, and we might as well just get into this. So the ending of this episode. I it didn't like hit me the first time I watched it, but like when I rewatched it today for the podcast, um, yeah, the the ending of this episode is really baffling to me because uh, so they they break they break the dam and water flows through the river into the village and the village seems to be saved until until a giant dust storm comes in and covers the entire river and it's like oh no now our village is going to dry up again now we don't have any more water and then literally uh, i forget who but one of them is like oh there's a river right over there and then they just they just move over to that river this entire episode was pointless <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think, it, I think it was yeah. I think it was Goku who just saw some water in the distance and went over there and was like, "Oh yeah, there's water right here, guys." And it's like what? <laughs> and on top of that, like uh, if I were Toriyama I- watching this, I'm like, dude, I had Nam go to the tournament for a reason. You're making it look like he couldn't just slightly <laughs> look to the left and see water and then not have needed to go to the to Budokai at all. I I would be annoyed if I were Toriyama watching this. Like, maybe it'd just be me, but I'm just yeah. like, are you trying to, like, water, like, ha, water down? <laughs> are you trying to water down my character? And, like, he's supposed to, like, he didn't win, but he gave Goku some trouble. And now he can't look slightly to the left? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Actually, I hadn't even thought about it like that, but wow, yeah. Ah. Uh. Because, like, Master Roshi giving him the water is, like, one of the things that made me actually start liking Master Roshi, that he's not just a complete slime ball. Like, he does have a good heart. He's training the kids. He actually does, like, oh, you lost, but I don't want you guys to die of thirst. 
you can actually just get water this way, but now it's like, oh, that's not a solution, now there's gonna be all this stupid stuff, and I'm like, I don't know, just let Master Roof be nice. Or just, like, let Nam do more stuff, and, like, let him talk to the I mean, dinos. he, 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 try, he tried know. to do that, but then he got his ass handed to him. Yeah, I get it yeah. that, that that was, this is this is an anime original, and it kind of serves the plot and everything. It also was weird for Giron to just come back, although I did like that, he you know, he comes and tells his buddies, yeah, no, y'all can't handle this. You can't. Just don't. I kind of like how chill Giron is because I was like fully expecting him to be like way more antagonistic. Like, hey, what are you doing? You can't have our water. It's ours. But Giron's just like, no, dude, if you could break the dam, like you can have it. I don't really give a shit <laughs> or whatever. I, I will say I kind of liked um, Ginga's performance at the end where like Goku, you know, breaks the dam and everything like that. And then he just has this kind of sad, rueful laugh. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Goku. Uh, the, the guy that beat me. And humiliated me. Yeah, I, I was sure he would, but I just can't. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, just is <laughs> just the way Ginga's performance just kind of came. I mean, it, I'm probably just thinking of this like way too deeply, but it, it did kind of come off with this like rather than being like, ah, oh, yeah, that's the guy that beat me. Yeah, I knew he could do it. It would be funny if like Giron was just like the laughing stock <laughs> of his like hometown or whatever, and he like lost his wife and kids. <laughs> a really dark place <laughs> i mean they're still calling him master and stuff like that so i mean they see that's true he yeah. still, still has some respect but i i just found it like again just it might have just been the way ginga read the line or whatever and maybe he ad-libbed it or something i don't know but like yeah ginga i mean um Giron just sounded like a little bit down about it like only in this situation you'd be like yeah that's the guy that beat me you'd either be like pissed you know, like, ah, oh, yeah, you beat me, but you got lucky or just like proud that, yeah, see, this guy to beat me. I did it. But like, it just felt like Giron was just kind of like, damn, once again. <laughs> uh, to jump back like a little bit, I think it was I, like seeing Goku do the Kamehameha. Part of me was just like, is it just like his muscle like energy? But it's like spirit energy, yada, yada. But I just I was looking at it, I'm like, oh, yeah. That's a thing. I forgot this existed. Because again, I'm early Dragon Ball. He barely, he doesn't do a lot of Kamehameha's. He learned it, but. Yeah, yeah that, 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 sh that shot, I think, was like one of the best looking things in the episode. It, it, um, it looked very good. Um, just a few more things before we completely move on. Uh, we get two whole insert songs in these batch of episodes. <laughs> the first one being Fushiki Wonderland. Yes. Uh, that plays during while like uh, Goku and Nam are like basically on their way to Giron. And uh I don't know, like, these are songs I definitely listen to a lot, and uh, th for those of you listening, uh, it's the song that I use at the end of the podcast sometimes, so there's that. It, it really is a bop, like, I I mean, I didn't even think about it being used at the end of the show, but yeah, when I was talking to Colton while watching it and it started coming out, I was like, whoa, what is this song, why is it fire? Like, yeah, it, it was really good, like. I would say that it was kind of a weird place to use it, but we've talked about this before where Dragon Ball's kind of, its music cues are kind of weird sometimes. Like, most of the time... Sometimes, yeah. yeah. most of the time they hit. I, I wouldn't say that this is an occurrence where it's always like the music never fits the situation. Most of the time it's pretty good. But yeah, I would just say that felt like a weird place to have, like, an insert song when it wasn't like, they're just flying around a little bit, like... That's true, but also, like, they also kind of do the same thing, I think, next episode, where, like, it starts up with Goku just kind of flying around and you just have, um, I think, Dragon Ball Densensu, I, I think that's the name of the song, Dragon Ball Legend, whatever, uh, that they have. I I think, mm, I, I can see where you're coming from, but I, I, I might even also say that, like, uh, the, the use of that insert song with 
with Goku kind of like flying around. That 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 might be a better placement for it, where it's like you know Goku and Nam they are flying on Kintoon, but like they're not really like exploring or whatever. Like they're you know it's it, it's not it's not just Goku whimsically kind of like flying around and almost getting uh, stabbed by rocks or whatever. You know. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. Like that was a better placement for it. I just felt like the one user Nam and Goku were just kind of like they're basically just having a conversation. Like yeah, that's weird to me. It feels like the kind of thing that's not really, like, supposed to be epic, but it feels like, well, you know, we're spending a lot of time, like, getting to the place, so so maybe it was just one of those things where it's like, oh, let's, let's make this, like, a little more exciting, you know? Yeah, I can see that. Um, and then um, we didn't talk about, like, Yamcha and Bulma's plot because, like, it, there's not a lot happens. They, they get stuck in the desert. Weirdly <laughs> enough, the second time they get stuck in the desert. True. Which, which is kind of weird that they they just kind of did that again because the first time they they get they get stuck in the desert like basically on the way home my issue was that was like oh you could have made like an episode out of that like why not just make that the episode i actually i actually think you could maybe fill an episode of just that plot or maybe i'm wrong i don't know like a bot a bottle episode basically yeah yeah i just feel like they feel i guess just looking at it from toei's point of view and like the broadcaster's point of view they probably figure kids will get bored if goku's not on the screen I mean, that's yeah. true. Yeah, I feel like that's probably what it just adds up to. Like, it's the reason why, you know, like in One Piece or any of the other longer running shows, like you could have like, let's say Detective Conan, you could have like an arc where it's Heiji or something. I feel like the broadcaster and the television, you know, um, the broadcaster and animator are probably just like, no, you know, people want to see Conan. Like, I mean, that's probably not the best example or like, yeah, one piece fillers where it's like you could do a filler about a completely, you know, they had the cover stories. I mean, I don't, of course, like the rumor is that they didn't perform too well and that's why they don't animate them anymore. And here's a better Detective Conan comparison. You could do an entire arc with just Amuro and people would be okay with that. I mean, they're they're, they're giving Zero's tea time in anime. So technically, that's true. (laughs) But yeah, like, no, I I just feel like that's probably the reason. Like as much as that makes sense in like a Bulma, Poir, Oolong and uh, Yamcha episode probably would have been way more entertaining here. Like, yeah. I just feel like they probably just looked at it like, yeah, the kids want to see Goku, so we're going to give them Goku, so. I also like how when, when, like, the dust storm hits and they get hit by it, that they somehow land back in, like, South City or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure how that works, but sure. That's, <laughs> that was weird, yeah. Like, yeah, I don't... Mm. But Colton, wasn't there, like, uh, we, we discovered a joke while, like, watching? Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm trying to remember what the start of the joke was, because, like, Bulma makes, like, some kind of comment while, like... Basically, uh, they forget the capsule for, I guess, like, a plane or uh, something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she's like, you know, she tells him, shut up, you know, beauties make mistakes sometimes. And then, like, later in the episode where they run out of gas and, you know... They're like, Yamcha, how could you fuck up like this? And he was like, well, I mean, in Japanese, the joke is like, and I had it and I don't have it up. But basically, he makes a joke sort of like there's the word for Nimai, uh, Nimai Mei. There, there you go, Nimai Mei, which is like just a Japanese, uh, I guess a cultural note. It's how you denote like hot looking guys in like Kabuki theater. Hmm. Okay. So like, that's what the word means. But colloquially, it means handsome guy. So he basically plays off of Bulma's joke who said earlier in the episode where she's like, beauties make mistakes. And I guess if you want to kind of localize a little bit, you could say that, you know, hotties make mistakes, too, or studs make mistakes, too. 
<laughs> like, so like, but I mean, it plays off. It plays off of that, but it also can kind of come off saying him kind of like snarkily, kind of saying one mistake leads to another because Nimai also means second of something. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, it, it, it kind of is multifaceted. And the subs they kind of say views make mistakes too to kind of play off of beauty. So. Mm. I, I remember Colton said, like in the mm. dub, they said if it ran on if it ran on like good looks, then I can make it run forever, which would have been probably the better. <laughs> I feel like that would have been the better joke to go. They they tried to localize the joke while keeping it, which and it kind of fell on its face. Which I mean, again, I know translation's hard. Obviously, me knowing all this much is because I translated <laughs> stuff. Man, I bet you wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> I suffered for Gintama for 10 years. <laughs> so, but um, I get that they probably just wanted to kind of keep the joke intact, but they stretched it and it would have just been better at that point to just go with something else. And of course, and I, and I definitely want to say that, you know, my interpretation of like the second part of the joke is my interpretation. I don't know if that's it, but it might just be simply that he's just saying, Nimai May, you know, hey, I'm a hot dude and I, I'm, I'm a himbo. What do you expect? (laughs) (laughs) No, I I agree. Um, I did like that line from the dub because like it was one of those things where it's like Yamcha was clearly like telling a joke, but I did. I didn't really like I I knew it was supposed to be like basically Yamcha throwing back Bulma shit at her, which is already pretty funny enough. But like I didn't really understand there was like any real like wordplay going on because because of how the subtitles translated that line of dialogue. But then that's why I went to the dub because I was interested in to basically try to get some clarification on like what Yamcha's line was. And I think the way they localized that line in the dub is way funnier. Uh, And and it it makes a little more sense to me personally. Yeah, it's like they kept the they kept the overall like idea behind the line which is just he's calling himself hot and i made a mistake you know they get the idea of the line and i mean but pushed it into another direction that make more sense to like i guess the audience watching it who doesn't get the wordplay in the japanese joke which that was great that was a master stroke i think Mm -hmm. um i guess just just to finish up this episode real quick again not only are bulma and yamcha stuck in the desert a second time uh Goku fighting the pterodactyl is kind of a repeat of what happens in the first episode of Dragon Ball, where he has to, like, save Bulma from a pterodactyl. And he literally, like, defeats the pterodactyl, like, the same way with Nioibo and, like, breaks his, like, headpiece off. That's literally, like, the same thing that happens in the first episode. Okay, I, I, did, pretty, I, I did think funny. that that was kind of familiar. <laughs> I was like, did I see oh, this before? Oh. And and the pterodactyl leaves a, a a pterodactyl shaped hole in the ground when he falls. That was pretty funny. I love the, I love the nods to like Looney Tunes and stuff that they do sometimes. Like it, that's so great. And then we we looked up the writer for his episode, not to go too far into it. And like he's the biggest Broly fan ever because he made Broly. <laughs> I love that he's not biased about it at all. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, Takao Koyama, he's a very uh, let's say interesting person. Um, <laughs> From what I understand, he is the one who basically created Broly, in- insisting on keeping using Broly in the movies. That's why we got three fucking Broly movies, which is pretty great. <laughs> Please tell me he wrote all of them. <laughs> Please. I-, I-, I, think he- I think he did the screenplay for all three of those movies. Yes, that this is it, everybody. Don't, don't let your dreams be dreams. Look at that. That's exactly what he did. I was telling Sakaki on Discord that, like, Koyama actually has been like on record saying stuff like, yes, Broly is the strongest character in the franchise and nobody could beat him because he's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, 
just you, you sent me the like article and I'm just like reading like this guy isn't biased at all like <laughs> and, and, he, and he just said what did I say oh right I was like this sounds like such an anime forum like argument and I love and I love this energy yeah. <laughs> oh man um but I'm 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 sure I'm sure we'll talk way more about Koyama when we get to the Broly movies but uh I I do kind of want to cap off our discussion of episode 29 especially since we have two more episodes to talk about still um yeah <laughs> uh, Kendra I know you wanted to be on for this episode because Dom was in it um did you did you feel like you got your fill quit i could have maybe gotten a bit more but i just liked seeing it. i think like i watched it in the dub i watched the first episode dub then the other two sub and kind of alternating dub a bit i think i would have liked it if i watched it subbed with him just because i wouldn't have been distracted by the voice yeah that's i fair. think it was good i i want him to come back but i don't know if i don't think he does but i want him to come back because i like him but he probably won't <laughs> unless he's in another filler episode i'm not sure <laughs> I would not be surprised with the way Toei does things, but off the top of my head, I can't remember. So, yeah. Well, I'm sorry that you didn't that you didn't get as much nom as you wanted. Uh, but <laughs> we, we, I, I wanted you, you know, we got at least a little bit of nom, and, and that that was nice. Like, I, I think I think like having an episode centered around nom and basically like at least some of the other people from from the tournament we just watched, I don't think is a bad idea. But again, I. I, I really feel like this episode like wasn't working with too much already, and they were really trying their best to try to kind of fill it with whatever. Hence the word filler. Yeah, I think what I've liked about this episode is that he can ride on Kintaon. I don't know if that was in the manga, but like maybe it was. But he, he can ride on. He's pure of heart. He's a good boy. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Goku did mention like I mean he was confused about like like Killer if he can. was a dude yeah. or not. Because, like, all men that he's met so far can't ride on Kintoon. And I just found, even for a filler episode, that's just an mm. interesting, like, observation that some writer, like, I guess maybe Koyama made. But, yeah, I like that that observation was made. Because I didn't think about it until he said it. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's true, right. I was a little bothered at first because, like, when it came to Nam fighting that pterodactyl, I was a little bothered that, like, he didn't, like, I, I thought he was going to put up more of a fight. But but also like you know it's like we were saying he, he's a he's a very pure boy uh and you could tell that when Goku pats his crotch or whatever and and you know we we talked about it before but like out of out of any of like the like I guess uh, any of the humor that involves genitalia on this show um I'm like okay with that specifically because like Goku doesn't know any better and it's not like it doesn't come from a, like a malicious place I actually thought that was like a really cute moment. Where like Goku's patting him, and Nam's just like, "What? What, what are you? What are you doing?" Like he's all blushing and stuff. It's actually kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "We shake hands in our village." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was a nice moment. But yeah, I, I I could I could see like Dragon Ball dude bros watching this episode and being like, "Nam Nam Nam should be able to like uh do more. He's he's not like a real man because he's not because he's not like <laughs> fighting. Hard. I don't know." <laughs> A boo them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, yeah, Dragon Ball has like literal power levels that you can argue over, and you got like numbers. But I guess they go over it and stuff. And also, he's not there for that. So, haha, he escapes it. <laughs> yeah, thankfully. Um, but <laughs> at, like, overall, episode twenty nine, okay. Like, it's not like the best episode of the show or whatever. If anything, I do think the ending kind of like 
makes me dislike it more because it's like, yeah, well, why why did Nam have to participate in the tournament if he li- if there was literally a lake within like walking distance? That, that's so dumb. <laughs> it's all I can think of. I'm just like, I actually was like, like really mad about that at the end. Like you pointed out that the whole episode was kind but of the point- worst part. Yeah. No, 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 go ahead. No, it's a wandering lake. It's going to leave. It doesn't solve anything. That's true, too. I didn't think about that. But no, like when Colton pointed out, well, now that whole episode is a waste. I'm like, true. <laughs> and then I'm watching the episode. And I'm like, wait a second. If he could have just gone to this lake that wasn't that far away to begin with, why the fuck did he go to the Budokai? <laughs> and I just got angry. <laughs> it was just... <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure if Koyama really thought that through too much anyway um yeah yeah that's obvious <laughs> um but here we, we should we should really move on to the next two episodes because the next two episodes <laughs> yes, are they... much better yes <laughs> uh, i did not know that going in because i watched I, I sorry i watched 30 and then i was like what it didn't end like what's happening and i thought 31 was going to be completely separate but it tied together but at first i thought it was just like like 29 and it just ended randomly and i was like what's happening <laughs> but it was good it was good yeah, so when I was kind of like dividing up everything into like what we would cover per podcast episode, I obviously I have I have not seen these episodes, so I, I know very little about the anime original stuff in Dragon Ball. So like I just kind of assumed episode thirty one was going to be like the end of an arc. I, I didn't know this arc that we're in ends next time. Oh no, that's fine. It was thirty. Thirty was the one that confused me. 31, I was like, okay, it's going to continue on next. I'll probably actually watch it, even though it's not for the podcast. I think I was just like, I I wasn't prepared for a two-parter, but it was cool. Yeah, I wasn't really prepared for that either. Um, Yeah, episodes 30 and 31 are kind of like the the start of like a small little arc that like is technically anime original, but like, I, I guess technically this is like the start of the Red Ribbon Army arc because originally in the manga, like obviously Goku is on his search for the, for the Dragon Balls. And he eventually runs into, you know, the character we meet these episodes with uh, Colonel Silver. Um, Colonel Silver gets a lot more screen time in the anime than he does in the manga. I don't I don't think Colonel Silver is around for more than like two chapters, Max. Like he's not a very significant character. I mean, yeah, and, that, and that's shown by the fact that he's voiced by Giron again, which I, I, I'm surprised Colton didn't pick <laughs> up. <on that. laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I, I didn't notice that like at all. But now, now that I listen to his voice, I feel like I should have. I mean, it's like I guess Ginga's doing this thing where he's like he sounds different enough. Like I know just because I've seen him in a lot of stuff, so I know like he doesn't have that many variations in his voice, but he does sound different enough from Giron to Silver. But yeah, I, I remember I even asked Colton, like, uh, when we were, I was watching, I'm like, wait, are these anime? Like, well, that was for 31. 30, I was like, okay, this might be anime. But I was kind of surprised to find that neither one of them are. Because they, I guess they do a pretty decent job of, like, it feels like that this is where the Red Roman Army arc would begin, even though I can also tell from, you know, Toriyama, who's very much wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> But it, it does feel like they did a good job of like integrating that in. It's kind of surprising mm-hmm. that they're even back then they were doing yeah. the way they do One Piece, which is like they went right into the next arc almost immediately. Even if they even if they're doing filler, you would think they would do a couple more weeks of just like Goku like finding Budokai participants and helping them with their problems or something for like I don't know another core or something. Then going into Red Ribbon, but they I, I would have been fine with that actually. Yeah, I would be too. I, I that's what I would have. That's I guess my first time watching Dragon Ball. That's what I would have expected. 
But like, no, they pretty much again, it's kind of like I said, like One Piece, they pretty much jump right into the next arc slowly, but that's what they do. Mm-hmm. It was kind of funny because I was like, wait, is Silver anime original? But he's, he's in the manga, but he was only in it a bit. So I was like, I don't even remember this guy. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, there, there's a reason why you don't remember him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, I'm I'm in, I'm interested in seeing like uh, he he doesn't really do a lot these episodes. Um, he he he's mostly basically following whoever has the Dragon Ball because obviously the Red Ribbon Army is searching for the Dragon Balls for uh, for Mister Commander Red, who we 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 don't we don't see fully right now. Obviously, we'll we'll get to see more of him later on, but. He is basically the guy leading the army, and I'm pretty sure he is the one, like, in that opening scene, like, carrying, like, his little purple gremlin thing? I have no idea what this is, because I don't think he had this in the manga (laughs) at all. (laughs) It was so weird. I was like, wait, what is this thing? (laughs) It kind of scared me, honestly. I don't don't like it too much. But yeah, so um, like we go to thirty, and we have Pilaf, who I I really think I've grown to like like the Pilaf gang. They're like Team Rocket, but better. I almost. love him. <laughs> I love them, and I love Pilaf's like May my like the girl psychic because she she doesn't get like the stuff that Bulma gets. She's just like she's there, she kicks ass, or she's goofy, and she like tells off Pilaf. And I forgot Pilaf's name, so in my notes I just called him Weird Blue Guy because <laughs> I remember who he was, but I was like, what the fuck is this thing? How come no one's like? are you supposed to be <laughs> i mean he's a clown like a very similar clown with a similar voice because yeah. <laughs> so, i remember colton was like it, there's a scene where like the episode begins and like shu wakes up pilaf from bed and like you know he's, they they had to back and forth a little bit about um i i forgot what they they had to back and forth about and then like is pilaf's in his bedroom in, in his like pjs and he has slippers and one of them falls off and like he, he like asks Shu to give him his slipper and then he tries to hit him with it and Shu blocks it. <laughs> and then like Colton and I were talking as <laughs> we were so watching cute. and like Colton's like, he's such a badass. I'm like, well, you know, he stays in school and grows up to be Kaido and then Pilaf <laughs> drops out and grows up to be Buggy. So, <laughs> so like, you know. <laughs> oh, wait, so the fox guy is voiced by buggy or the pilaf voices buggy no the uh, uh shoe is voiced by tesho genda who is kaido oh, okay and then yeah P- pilaf's voiced by shigeru chiba who voices buggy oh, yeah. okay sorry that's cool <laughs> so like yeah you get like i mean it, it's it's clear we we've talked we've said it before but like obviously you know oda's a huge dragon ball fan so like I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the voice casting weren't him just him being like, I want that one and that one and Ooh, that one, that one, yes. <laughs> Cause like Krillin, Krillin is Luffy. So like, yeah, like I wouldn't be surprised if that was just a lot of the methodology and like hit the voice actor choices. But yeah, I mean as far as I mean, of course, I, I love the scene just with like Pilaf and like Chu and like like Shu tells him the good news about the Dragon Ball, and he makes this like face like he's having an orgasm, <laughs> and I just love that. I love that scene because he's like, oh, 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 and she's like, why are you crying? I'm laughing, you ass. Like this is me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in the zone right now. <laughs> Don't blow my buzz. <laughs> Um, for those listening at home, uh, and obviously they can't see us, I am wearing my peel-off shirt that Sakaki gave me because we are talking about peel-off. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Yay! 
Uh, I keep forgetting that when I'm recording, I should be wearing my, you know, my recording like uniform because I have the Batman shirt. I clearly need to get another Dragon Ball shirt, though. I only have that one. But like, yeah, like, I mean, but yeah, the episode starts off with the Pilaf gang and they, they have this like huge badass flying ship. And I love Yeah, the And I was like, oh, uh, where did they get that? <laughs> Yeah, it looks so cool. And like, I mean, this is 31 and I won't spend too much time on it. But like when Goku's like flying out the outside of it, like you can tell the animators just had a great time. Oh, with that was this. like mm-hmm. that was like the best looking part of that episode. It's a bit later, but like I laughed so hard at that like window opening scene and like Goku. That's like closing a window on Goku yes. just made me laugh so hard. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the window stuff in the beginning of 30 when like you kind of get that reveal that like, oh, they're in like a flying fortress. That kind of stress the fuck out of me <laughs> oh no and like because because like you have you have pilaf literally hanging by like uh i guess in this case a thread and like shu trying to pull him in the the door like pulls off the hinge and knocks him in the head and then like <laughs> pilaf's like hey you dumb motherfucker pull me in and then shu shu actually like obviously unconscious like lets go of the thing and pilaf's like no i'm sorry that was rude of me i'm sorry pull me in pull me in <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like oh God, I, I would watch a show of just these three. Honestly, I, I, yes! I would too. Yeah, like I said, they're Team Rocket. Like, oh, like if you I... loved, if you like Pokemon and Team Rocket, then you're getting it. This is what probably like some like the guys in Pokemon were watching as kids, and they were just like, you know what, we could do this. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> there, there, there's like a further predecessor to this like the three band of misfits who get into adventures i mean side adventures with the i, I forget the show I, I know what you're talking about and I, I forget the name of the show too i think it's time Bokan. i think it is time Bokan, yeah because didn't they do like a um like a like a newer series like about them specifically yes and it like took more of a i won't say serious but it had more, it was more story-based and them just kind of getting into hijinks. It was like their backstory and everything. I mean, they brought back Time Bokan a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. But in those, they were still just basically Team Rocket. But yeah, it's clear that Team Rocket's based off of them. And that, like, trope has been used in several different shows as well. I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure Time Bokan, like, doesn't it predate Dragon Ball? I want to say it does. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, either Toriyama or the anime staff were... Uh, injecting a little time Bokan in there, you know? Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, but I wasn't expecting Pilaf to come back. And I, uh, unlike the first time I tried watching the anime where like, I, I, I think I hated like every second he was on screen. Um, <laughs> I, I've definitely like turned around on him now. Like I, I was actually like really excited to see them again. Yeah, I was like super excited. Like, no, well, I'm not super excited. I, I liked Pilaf from the beginning because I, I, I love like the, bumbling sidekicks especially when they unfortunately i don't think dragon ball really does this that much where it's like okay they get their time and you get kind of to spend time with them outside of just being the bumbling kind of villains not really no yeah that that, that kind of sucks but i always liked them so seeing them back again was really nice and i mean in this case we've talked about them so much but like Obviously, if we were writing this show, then we would get like a bunch of problems for not having Goku discussing Goku so far. <laughs> but yes, yeah. Goku, Goku is around. Yeah. He is in this episode, actually. But uh, and you know I, he's flying I, about. Yeah, Goku just he eats oranges with the skin on, or it's peaches. I don't know, but he eats something, and I was like, no, Goku, that's wrong. He ha- he has like two of them in his <laughs> mouth. Like he could fit a lot of food in there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, like, you know, that that would be true. Like, but yeah, with this episode, he was kind of like flying around and, you know, um, you know, he stops and takes a bath. It's funny because like the running gag of this episode, there's just like this one kid that steals his shit. And the, the, the main attribute this kid has is just that he stinks. Like, and it's commented on, like, several <laughs> times. And it's really, and it's odd to me that this is brought up in this episode several times, but it's not, like, at the end. You'd expect at the end, like, the kid gets, like, a bath and gets treated better, adopted by a better family. Mm-hmm. And then, no, he just, No, he's you know. just a smelly homeless kid, and we never see him again after, like, the first half of the episode. I think that's why I got so confused, as I was like, I thought Goku was going to befriend him, like, he'd steal soap, but he, like... I love the Kintan, or sorry, not Kintan, oh my god, the, the staff get longer thing was really, really smart. Yeah, that was actually, like, a really smart idea on Goku's part. Yeah, the Nuyoibo getting, like, I did like that Goku got kind of clever in getting his stuff back by just having it extend like that. So, but, yeah, it's, it's just weird to me that this kid's story just kind of ends, it's a dead end. Like, I, I guess that's kind of a common mm-hmm. theme with these fillers, is that, or the anime original, is that, yeah, you, there's this plot that's staring, that's standing right there, looming over you that you could use. And they're like, nah, we're just going to go in this completely different direction. This isn't this isn't my Hero Academia World's, World Heroes mission <laughs> where, like, Goku's going to meet up with this smelly homeless kid. The smelly homeless kid is going to have, like, a tragic backstory. And they're, they're going to, like, have, like, a road trip together. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I get that the focus again is the Red Rimmer army and everything, you know, happening. But still, I just found that weird. But anyway, yeah, the kid steals Goku's yeah. shit, including, you know, he he gets most of it back, except for the dragon radar. And yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, the kid sells it to this other guy. And can, I mean, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but they killed that guy. Oh, yeah. I thought at first he shot at them. I think when I started watching 31, it had been a bit since I watched 30. So I, I thought he shot at them. But no, they shot at him. So he, he died. He's my favorite. I think selling fake Dragon Balls is the most genius idea you can do in this universe. <laughs> Besides the fact that they will kill you. But I love him. Okay, okay so, so, so two things. One, Colonel Silver is... Uh, like I said about Shun earlier, a badass motherfucker. Like he, I mean, <laughs> I feel bad for like, like, cause he, he just like raids his family's house and probably kills that entire family. Yeah. Off screen probably, uh, which is oh. not something I really want to think about, but like he definitely kills the shopkeep as you could see from like the shell casings from his bullets fly out and fall down to the ground. And uh, the, the shopkeep's body kind of laying partially on screen, like with his glasses broken. That's actually kind of scary. Yeah. That's like, as much as I actually really kind of like the story, the, like the storyboard for that shot too, like that scene where you like, you see he's half in camera, you see his glasses and it's like, the camera is like facing upward to uh, silver in his gang. Like, yeah, I've seen this episode a couple, like, of course, a few times. And that still always gets me because in these kind of things, you always expect them to like shoot around the guy or be like, or at least just kind of like fade the camera. So we don't know. Like, did he live? Did he not live? No, they made it very clear that they killed this Danny DeVito looking shopkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> that's not cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Live action Dragon Ball, rewrite it. To have Danny DeVito as the main character as this poor, poor. He did joke that, like, because apparently in the original, uh, like, draft for Dragon Ball Evolution, I think Oolong was going to be, like, a character. Mm. Uh, and we, I think we joked on uh, on another podcast that we did for Manga Mavericks that uh, they should get Danny DeVito to voice Oolong. 
<laughs> yes i remember this i remember this but yeah that's all i could think i mean that's all i could think about i was like why does he look so much like danny devito this is not right and then silver just kills him like the <laughs> like the gang sells fake dragon balls that's what this episode <laughs> should have been called oh holy fuck yes. I, I would watch the shit out of that <laughs> <laughs> the, the the shopkeep is just like can i offer you a dragon ball in this trying time <laughs> yeah like like i mean there's i i guess we're coming around we're, we're kind of circling around the you know the main beats of this episode but like yeah basically you know stinky kill stinky kid steals goku shit um goku gets him back then like you know he finds out the dragon ball is near there and so my and pilaf are there and they go and they they i love that they just toss a bunch of money at this guy too and he's like oh yeah i have a dragon ball <laughs> And Pilaf has a shit ton of money that he's not using. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, he just destroyed. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I almost forgot to mention, too. Like, and I love this kind of continuity as well. Like, he's still having PTSD over the giant monkey destroying his castle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, okay, so he's having that dream and, like, a, a, a great way to reintroduce Pilaf is to have Shigeru Chiba scream as loud as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know how Shigeru Chiba still has a voice. I gotta be honest. <laughs> and, and like, yeah, I don't know. And he's still, he's still at active duty because, like, um, I was watching, like, an, I was watching the Vampire Dies in No Time with my girlfriend yesterday, and he was in the episode that aired like two weeks ago. <laughs> so, God, like, he's, st- he's still doing voice acting. He's, oh, wow. Yeah, he's still very much oh around. In fact, in fact, we say, I even, even this morning, like, I was looking st- the cast up. They're still adding cast members since it's still airing. And fucking Cell's gonna be in next week's episode. <laughs> they got Norio Wakamoto. <laughs> like, I'm just like, and I remember like the Japanese blogger that was talking about the voice, like doing, you know, just posting leaks. Is like, this is looking like a weird award winning, like, Oscar movie with all these Seiyu in it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just funny to me. But yeah, like, so I just love that they had that continuity. Like, the first thing he, like, we get Pilaf back in, it's just like, a monkey fucked up my castle. <laughs> no, Pilaf carries this trauma, I think, throughout the, like, the rest of the franchise. <laughs> Yeah, and like when he when he meets up with Goku again, like that's the first thing. He's like, "You're that monster," and I mean, I'll give him credit for not like crapping his pants and running because <laughs> like he doesn't know what caused Goku to transform. You could just transform. I mean, he doesn't know if Goku could just do that whenever he wants, but he still sassed him, which I gotta give him. Mm-hmm. I gotta give him his like credit <laughs> for that. <laughs> We're kind of talking about uh, the episode real quick. So I, I have to say, I was not expecting the Dragon Ball that Pilaf got to be like a fake Dragon Ball. Yeah. I actually thought that was a pretty good twist. That 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 and like, because uh, it turns out, because the Dragon Ball is still in that town, but it's like in like a seagull's nest. I actually, I actually didn't see that coming. I thought that was a good twist. Because mm, I was almost like, since I wasn't aware that it was gonna like uh, that it was like two part or like three part or whatever, I was like, wait, is this in the ma- is this like in the manga that Goku got it from a bird? <laughs> and I was, I was like trying. It was making me like doubt my manga knowledge a little bit, but because it's such a cool detail that it almost feels like it should be in the manga. That like, oh kind of realistic or realism or like that like oh a bird has it and flies away it's just kind of funny as real as dragon ball can be <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean I, I do like toei for like the writer for his so which i don't remember but like i i do like that they did make this plausible scenario for them to get back on track later like yeah the bird could drop it anywhere and it could just 
be in the location that it wasn't in the manga and we're back on track. So this whole episode's like it, they took things off track a bit, but they did in a way where it's like, again, like we've been saying that it feels like this could have been in the manga. Unlike the, the episode before this, where it felt very unnatural. This one is like, I, I'm sure somebody just watching the anime only would not believe that. Oh, no way. No, this is all of this isn't in it. So plus we got the, the awesome looking airship. So I'm very happy with that. Yeah, this this episode, I mean, obviously it's it's part of like a, a, a bigger like mini arc, I guess. But th- th- this felt like a more cohesive episode. It, w- it wasn't just a bunch of like different separate plots that like didn't really come together at all. And they could have they could have been like just their own episode, except not because they really couldn't have filled an episode. And that's why they did episode 29 the way they did, you know? Yeah, it's kind of like you could start seeing the threads coming together. It's all converging into one. I liked it. Like, that was cool. Um, but I guess we can move on to episode 31, which basically continues this. And uh, uh, because Pilaf eventually, like Sakaki was saying, they run into Goku, they run away, and Goku tries to go after them. They get into their like little flying fortress. Goku flies after them. And uh, I think Kendra brought it up earlier, but I I do like that moment where like yes, <laughs> like because 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 Pilaf was so scared of them at first, but like the, like the next time they run into each other, like Go- Goku has his face like planted on the window, and Pilaf's just like, oh that that fucking kid, I'm gonna go tell him off. Like, he's not annoyed of anything. Yeah, no, that's what I'm yes. saying. Like, it, it's funny. Like, you would, you, you could argue in a little bit of way. Okay, he's being inconsistent, but this Pilaf, I could just see him just being like, "I got the Dragon Ball. Why the fuck am I afraid of you?" Like, it, it, it's funny that he just like as soon as he has the advantage, like he's no longer scared of Goku. <laughs> but like, probably in another scenario, like it, he would be still like terrified of him. But yeah, I, I do love that scene where he just walks over the window and be like, now see here, young man, <laughs> you'll listen to me, young man, get off my window, young uh, man. <laughs> and then I he forgets like, once again, not to open the like, fucking window. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just so funny. Cause it's kind of like airplane rules. Like kind of like the realism or real quotation mark realism that like all like it, I don't know, causing it to fall out. And the falling out thing is really funny just because Goku follows Batman rules that, like, he'll save you if you give, give him the intel, but I'm pretty sure Goku will kill. I don't know. Actually, I don't know Oh, if he does, God. Goku was going to... I gonna... thought that was, like... Go- Goku... <laughs> comes up to peel off while he's falling, and he's just like, hey, look, you give me back my grandpa, and you don't fucking die. <laughs> Like P- Pilaf, Pilaf was so close to just landing on the ground head first. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually sort of missed because, like, okay, that makes sense. Because, like, I guess I looked away for a second and didn't see that part. So I was like, okay, why just, why not just, um, you know, I didn't realize that Goku more or less threatened him. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, if you don't do yeah. this, then you won't do. You'll, you will just die. It's kind of more like he gave him an ultimatum. I think. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. I wonder, Goku is, like, pretty innocent at this point. He might not realize that he would die, but I think I think he did. But maybe I, I, Goku is, like, a pure boy, so maybe it's very jarring to be like, He's pure, oh, but, like, he does also kind of have a bit of, like, tox- toxicity in him a little bit, as, as, as mm. pointed out by Toriyama himself, which I, I can, I can kind of see that, especially when it comes to things like you know, kind of later on in Z where, like, he just kind of fucks off for 10 years and never keeps up with his family ever. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Yes, that's true. <laughs> uh, 
the whole thing at this point basically is that like you know uh, because Pilaf and mine now that they know they have like a fake Dragon Ball because they broke it and they they make Goku wait like a really long time while they like put it together and glue it. <laughs> I'm su- I'm surprised Goku was like patient enough for to to like wait as long as he did. Yeah, that that scene was great. Where that was just, like, so funny. They were just like pacing together and you're like Goku's like, is can I get my Dragon Ball yet? Just one more minute. <laughs> Still looking. <laughs> Hold it gently, bit just made me think of like how you tell a baby that you're like taller to be gentle with a cat. They're like gentle, gentle, and he's like, "What the fuck? This thing's unbreakable, isn't it?" Oh man, oh. and yeah, I, I I really like. It's so understated, but I really like how Goku reacts to like him finding out that the Dragon Ball's fake because like it, he like drops it, <laughs> and obviously it's like uh, like cracking and like uh you know breaking like as it's falling because it's barely glued together. And he, like, catches it and then, like, breaks in his hand from the impact. And it kind of takes him a second. Like, oh, what just happened? (laughs) Like, (laughs) he's he's not, like, super sad about it. He's just like, oh, I'm not sure what just happened right now. (laughs) I thought it was pretty good. Uh, And I think the cloud makes, like, car brake noises. Yes. Uh, I love that. It's kind of like when you watch Futurama and the, like, Planet Express ship kind of, like, parks and does, like, the little braking sound. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's like a signature, like, to this point, uh, at this point, like, you can't have it without that. I I do always love that, that they treat it like, it's instead of being a spaceship, it's just a giant flying car that's in bad fucking shape, too. (laughs) It kind of sounds like you're parking, like, a big, like, a a big, like, (laughs) semi-truck. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, from that scene, we get back to the Ox King, everybody's favorite Ox King. Yep, Mr. Ox King himself, who... You know, uh, apparently he he's reformed and he's he's made friends with the villagers, which is nice. And uh, the Chi Chi's just looking outside. Which, by the way, I'm I'm glad that we actually get to see Chi Chi back before her like, I guess her kin and reappearance in the manga. Because like, basically after all the stuff that happens on Frypan Mountain originally, like at the beginning of the sh- uh, the series, like I don't think she shows back up canonically until like. Like, like the first big time skip where, like, she meets up with Goku again at, like, the 23rd tournament. Mm. Um, so it's, it's, like, a really long time until we see her again. Oh, wow. I, yeah, I was really surprised. I was, like, because I that's, again, was almost making me question, like, the can, like the canonity of it. Where I was, like, is this canon? Like, did I forget Chi-Chi? Like, did I skip this? Because I, li- I like her. I thought it was cool. So I'm, like, whoa. I, th- I think that was just fun. I think that's the fun part of the filler. I got to see not more Nam and I got to see more Chi-Chi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. I. Wow. I. I really. Because I'm not as fresh on the manga as I am the anime. I've watched the anime a couple of times, but like, yeah. So I. That does surprise me a little bit to remember that. Yeah, we don't see her again until basically the end of Dragon Ball. Like pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's mm-hmm. a, that's a shame. But yeah, it is nice that they bring her back, and and also also. Like, I know the whole thing with her now is that she misses Goku. She wants to see him again. And I like that they go to this fortune tell mm. later. And I remember thinking to myself, is it going to be Uranai Baba? That's what I thought, too. Oh! Yo! <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to see her early? <laughs> That's what I was expecting. It's just like a generic old lady. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and, like, the, the Ox King family uh, are, like, the the best at like making just like wild crazy assumptions <laughs> about literally anything because like they 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 go to this old woman to try to like basically make a divination about like where Goku might be so they could see him again 
And like the uh, like the whole joke is that like she she sees an ant like crawling towards like the manju buns, and basically like she's like oh he's he's almost there, and Ox King's like oh you mean Goku right? You, you definitely mean Goku. He's almost here. And then Ox King is just like because he knows that like Chi Chi is like in love with him or whatever. And even Ox King's like, hey, aren't you, like, too young to, like, want to marry Goku? And Chi-Chi's like, no, I'm not. And Ox King's like, okay, yeah, let's get married. Let's throw, let's just throw an entire wedding. Not even ask Goku about it, just throw an entire wedding. He, I'm sure he'll be cool. Yeah. <laughs> and he brings up nuptials, and she's like, what's your nuptials? And I love it. Like, they're, they're, Ox King just brings joy to me. Any, anytime he's on screen, I, I just, my happiness goes up so much. Because he's, like, a big kid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's a big two-ton kid Aww. yeah yeah like i said this in the last episode yeah it was the one where like um like yeah when they first met and he was like and goku brings up gohan he's like gohan oh my god i know that me and him oh my god gohan he's so awesome my old master <laughs> yo he's just I love gohan. because <laughs> <laughs> i think when we first met him, was he kidnapping women to hang out with his daughter before? Was that what he was doing? That he was ki- like he's kidnapping women. To- yeah, that was Ulong. Oh, yeah, that was okay. I'm confusing them. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Ox Ox King Ox King was just like killing people to protect his money. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is definitely better. <laughs> yes, that's better because I was watching. I'm like, I don't remember this. <laughs> Like, yeah, like, and it's funny that he just goes for this heel face turn and then just becomes, like, dad-in-law, basically. Yeah. It, it's, like, it, uh, it's amazing. But, yeah, like, um, you know, he, he's, he's looking out for his kid. I mean, he's a big kid, but he's looking out for his kid. And he knows that she likes this Goku character. So, you know, yeah, let's just throw a wedding. I, I just like the way Colton just, I mean, Goku will be fine with it. And if he isn't, he'll be fine with it. it it's It's cool. <laughs> Oh, can I just shout out my favorite part of the episode that actually did make me laugh a lot was um, I, I think it's around when um, Colonel Silver is still looking for the Dragon Ball and, and he's and he's on the seagull's trail and the seagull gets eaten by the by another pterodactyl. A lot of pterodactyls around uh, at this point. Um, it gets eaten by a pterodactyl and then the pterodactyl's just like, oh, that was good. And then he just gets hit by a giant bull. Yes, I lost my shit at that. <laughs> that was so funny. I love this shit and like the music and everything kind of like you you were expecting this to be a big story element like okay now they're gonna chase a pterodactyl or something no the, the dude just gets popped in the face with a rock and that's it because <laughs> I, I thought it was Goku I was like what is happening yeah yeah that's what I thought too <laughs> I honestly I wouldn't have been surprised I, I I also love how Ox King is just like well time for Yakitori tonight yeah well got me some chicken let's do yes. this <laughs> I do want shout out because like the, the the fake dragon ball was the four one the real one was like it's like a smiley face i think that's a six one then i don't even know but it was a smiley face and i just like that's the best dragon ball <laughs> that, that's fair yeah i, I mean like, and of course like nor and going back to rock i love the like i love toei sound effects bag like they use the same sound effects for everything <laughs> but that rock hitting the pterodactyl was the most <laughs> satisfying sound of these three episodes <laughs> so, <laughs> And then they're like, oh, the Dragon Ball will be inside of it. It's like, do you think they cooked, they cleaned it when they cooked it? Like, they could have thrown out the stomach. I guess that's true, yeah. I Okay, we're kind of jumping ahead a bit, but it does kind of freak me out a little bit when, like, when the, I guess when the wedding starts and they start to have the buffet and they bring the cooked pterodactyl out. 
I, I don't I don't like that his head is still attached. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't like that it still has a face. It's kind it's it really like kind of weirded me out. Yeah. Oh, but I guess we did skip the amazingness that is the poor fox guy who has to wear the like the Goku mask and he like can't oh, breathe. Shoot. <laughs> poor shoe. <laughs> <sighs> Okay, hold on. Before before that, I love that this giant flying fortress makes its way to the village. And again, <laughs> Ox King, the master of jumping the shark, just thinks, oh, Goku's definitely in there. That's Goku. <laughs> they even have the, like, they have the, the sign printed out, hey, Goku, right here. And, like, God, I didn't even think about that. You're right. Like, oh, yeah, Goku went away on, like, a cloud and friends and Boy, he must have really upgraded yeah he just he just like fucking bought a ship that's kind of baller all right <laughs> <laughs> let's do this like chi chi you're marrying the money daughter you made the right choice he's clearly rich <laughs> <laughs> remember chi chi always marry for the money <laughs> <laughs> the voice is so good yeah it is like we're, we're all doing the macho man randy savage voice for ox king and it's amazing <laughs> huh. god damn um I just, I just can't, I just can't get over like h- how many like leaps in logic this family's able to make. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, no, K- Kendra brought up uh, Pilaf's brilliant, uh, brilliant plan <laughs> to uh, to basically have Shun disguise themselves as Goku. Which I like that Mai just had a Goku mask ready. <laughs> I don't know if that's just like something they had on them already, or if like Mai made that. I. Again, I'm thinking way too hard about it, but I just it's just funny that they just kind of have that on them. Especially since, you know, Pilaf has like a friggin' PTSD like reaction <laughs> to Goku. So it's like, did Mai just make that? I, I just think the idea that Mai made this mask to fuck with him. <laughs> <laughs> she just comes up from behind Pilaf wearing the mask. <laughs> or like puts it on shoe and just I don't know, that's just the destiny thing I can think of. Like your boss is like afraid of this kid. I mean, well, sometimes, I guess, but at least, like, he has nightmares about this. I'm sure he's had more than one nightmare about Goku crushing his castle. And you make a mask of the very same kid. Like, the only thing I can think of is that you're just there to fuck with him. <laughs> Mai talks to Pilaf one day about, like, about, like, a raise or something, and Pilaf's just like, look, Mai, I don't think that's in the cards. Our year's not looking good. I'm running out of money buying uh, buying Dragon Balls per, like, a 7,000 zenny or whatever. Did you see my airship woman? Are you, are you asking me for more money? <laughs> <laughs> she makes the Goku mask to like scare him awake in the morning. Oh, <laughs> uh, honestly, like I just need a whole spinoff of her. That fair, yeah. I could, I could kind of see that too. My being like that passive aggressive, because like she's, you know, that's her employer, but she's also like you can sometimes tell she's like barely putting up with this shit. <laughs> exactly. I do wonder if she inspired Nico Robin, just like design wise, a little bit. Probably not, but I, I don't know. Probably not. I could, I could imagine it because again, Oda's like a super DB fanboy, so like I can imagine maybe, maybe not consciously, but subconsciously, he just was like, oh, okay, I need another female character, and he just draws. It's like this is good, and maybe years later, somebody's like, that looks like mine. Like, <laughs> Shit, really? Okay. <laughs> That'd be that'd be really funny if like if like Oda and Toriyama had another interview and Oda was just like you know uh you know the character Mai really inspired me and uh, to to design my own character Nico Robin in One Piece is designed off of your character and Toriyama Toriyama's just like who's Mai I don't know who you're talking about right now yeah that- 
<laughs> I was about to say Toriyama's forgotten more about his series and Odoru and like thinking fanboy. <laughs> so I mean, but yeah, like you know, they the 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 spaceship the ships lands and they're dressed they dress shoe up as like and and. I just think about like how people dress up their dogs and that's exactly what is happening here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, you know, and meanwhile, the real Goku shows up like chasing the ship. I assume. Yeah. He probably saw the airship. It's like, okay, they're over there. They gave me a fake dragon ball, which I, I was kind of surprised he didn't freak out more about it, but it's Colton points. I was just like, Oh yeah, that sucks. Well, guess I'm going back after them again because they can't pull a fast one on me. And so he follows them to the village and then like he runs into Chi Chi, who's like, I mean, they're showing this whole wedding thing. And I guess she's picking flowers and he runs into her. And I mean, again, this is like one of the cutest parts of the episode, though, that they, you know, they have their time together and everything. And like Chi Chi, once again, we mentioned it earlier that like Goku's like, you know, I love that, like, Chi-Chi's really strong, and, like, she just kind of bashfully hits Goku, and he, like, goes flying into a tree. And, like, in his commentary, he's like, you're so frail and fragile, but you, like, hit, like, a Mack truck. <laughs> like, yeah. Goku having that much self-awareness of it, like, it's just funny to me. <laughs> it is funny, because, like, I watched this su- subbed, and then I switched to dub, but she's voiced by Keiko in the dub, like, the same voice actor. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's just, it's very cute. Oh mm-hmm. wow! I didn't I know that actually. About that, huh? Man, when when you could get Laura Bailey for your dubs, and she <laughs> wasn't just doing video game voice acting or whatever. But I, for Chi-Chi, I love her just because, like, I think we saw her. I saw her in the manga, and I was like, okay, she's cool. And then, like, I we didn't know her name yet. We just saw her in her weird outfit. And then, like, I went to a convention, and they had like a Dragon Ball thing, and I saw this little statue that had a name for her, and I was like, wait, I know that name. That's Goku's wife. So I was like. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I, I, that's why I just love Chi-Chi. <laughs> that's, pre- that's pretty good. Um, just a couple small things I, I want to point out really quickly. Uh, there is a bit of a callback uh, right before Pilaf, uh, I guess, lands in the Ox King's village where uh, the, the Ox King and everybody holds up like a banner welcoming Goku. And Pilaf also misreads Goku's name as Maso Gosura, uh, just like they did in the tournament. <laughs> oh, I just noticed that. <laughs> that's so cool. So I, I actually really like that little callback. Uh, I I went to the dub to see like how they uh, how they did that. Uh, the the dub has Pilaf go. Uh, what's that say? Welcome back, Gokawa. <laughs> 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 Which I thought was pretty good. Um, also, a- another little bit of animation I really enjoyed was um, when they're getting Shu ready to be Goku. Uh, there's this moment where like Shu kind of looks down and like his tail kind of like flops down. They animated that really, really fluidly. <laughs> like they literally animated it the same way they animated Pilaf's ears drooping down during the uh, the original Pilaf arc. I think on the episode I called them ear boners. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was like when Oolong was like, ooh, what are they going to do to Bulma? <laughs> They're going to do a lot or whatever. Ooh, you know. <laughs> um, God, Oolong. Um, I also really like uh, the moment where they land in the village, and obviously they're greeting Goku, and then Ox King's like, "Hey, who are you guys?" And they do the little cute like, "Oh, that's this." Yeah, yes, that's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and to jump backwards for two seconds, 
I really liked when, like, Goku shares food is very cute. It's like, it's an ultimate, it's like, Luffy doesn't share food unless he likes you. So I was like, yes, sharing the apples is so pure. Like, I, I, I keep saying pure, that's not the wrong word, but it's just, it was very cute. It was like a nice moment with their kids, their friends. I think Sakaki and I were talking and we were like, oh, you know this is filler when Goku starts sharing yeah, food. Yeah, yeah, that's because I was like, <laughs> I oh, like yeah. that we- I like that we had to like diametrically oppose reactions to this, but yeah, no, I was at, I was watching it and I was like, wait, Colton, is episode thirty one a filler, or is this anime originally like you? You answer like, yeah. I was like, oh wait, never mind. There you go. Goku just offered cheesy food without being prompted to. Yeah, this is this is anime original. Never. Mind. I also like that uh, this is the, this is the twelve year old in me talking right now, but uh, I I like I like when Goku pulls the apples out of his shirt because like he just looks like he has boobs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I like that too. <laughs> that he's just keeping them there. <laughs> uh, it's pretty. It's just a small little thing. Um, not like a lot else happens in the episode. Like you know, they, they have like a big banquet or whatever while they wait for Chi Chi, and like th- they bring out the big giant uh, cooked pterodactyl with the face still on it. Um, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't, if I'm going to eat something dead, I don't want it to still have its head and face. I'm, that's just me. Um, it sounds really dark when I say it out loud. Because I was just thinking, like, you need to remove the beak or something? Like, you need to remove the beak? And I was like, wait, like, you need to do something to it. <sighs> Cut off the head. Why did you keep the head? It's so weird. Um, but obviously, like, uh, they, they almost really fuck up their plan when, like, uh, I think Shu, like, accidentally like takes off the mask and they and they try to like distract ox king while they put it on but like literally everybody saw them without the mask <laughs> and then it looks like he they, like broke his neck <laughs> yeah they put it on backwards they get ox king like slaps you in the back and like the mask comes flying off and like yeah, it even yeah. knocks you out so they they did just put the mask back on backwards and like pilaf's like oh wait look there's a flying pig and like they all look like, they don't even notice that his mask is off. They just all look back like, oh, there's no pig. What are you talking about? They're like, oh, no, never mind. Oh, cool. man, their plan almost comes apart, if not for Colonel Silver uh, invading the village. <laughs> so, safe by the bell, I guess. <laughs> I like that there's one scene, too, just going back a little bit, where, like, um, you know, they're trying to coach Shu on how to act like Goku. And then he, like, they're like, say you're hungry or something. <laughs> like, Shu's, like, uh, like in a really timid voice, I'm, I'm hungry. And they're, like, they both facepalm, like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like the difference between the sub and the dub there. In the sub, he, like, does, he screws up. He says, like, Boku or, instead of Ore. But then in the dub, there's, like, oh, you're a horrible actor. Just don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> you sound nothing yes. like Goku. Yes. Or whatever. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I mean, it's just it's just a face palm that gets me. Is that they're both just like, oh my god, what are we what are we dealing with here? Oh man. And then and then when the Red Ribbon Army attacks, Ox King just goes all angly Hulk on them and starts like <laughs> fighting with the tanks. Oh my! I was not expecting like Ox King to go on a rampage. I was not expecting to see that, but uh, I'm here for it. Uh, at least P- Pilaf had his like minions to warn him. The like Red Ribbon Army just like goes in. They're like, "Hi, we don't give a shit." But it's like you should have given a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, true. And it's just like you dare do this on the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Like it, it's just it's just great. Like oh my god, he, he's literally like it's kind of badass. He keeps like slashing tanks and like almost throw. It's kind of cool. I I just wasn't mm-hmm. expecting it. Holy shit! I just I just realized I did I didn't really look at the credits the first time around. Hold on, 
And I looked at him this time, and so I didn't realize that Red had a speaking role in this episode. Like, well, I did, but I wasn't really listening to him. And apparently he's got – his voice has been passed down through all of the Armstrong generations. <laughs> <laughs> it's, he's fucking Colonel. He's fucking Armstrong from Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, that's pretty good, actually. <laughs> so, like – I mean, rest in peace, of course, sadly, he's no longer with us. But like, yeah, that's that's kind of awesome. But yeah, so as Colson says, there's not much else that happens. Red, uh, not red. Silver comes in, you know, he's blowing shit up. Ox King, he captures the Ox King and then like Goku and Chi Chi see, you know, fire and everything. And so they're like, OK, well, guess we have to go find out what's going on. And that's pretty much where the episode ends. So we're we're setting up this like three way struggle for the Dragon Balls now. And. I actually find that kind of interesting, even if it is AO, mm. you know. Yeah, I, I, again, I, when I was like dividing up what we would cover per podcast, like I didn't know, like this is where we were going to end this batch of episodes. So, like, I'm, I'm interested in seeing what happens next. I'm kind of interested in seeing how this is going to, like, I guess transition into like the canon manga material or whatever. But uh, I don't know. I mean, again, uh, aside. From episode 29, I think I mostly liked this batch of anime original stuff, but I, I don't know. How, how did you guys feel? Yeah, I, I would just say, again, like, because I don't remember the manga that well, I would have been easily fooled. Like, if I didn't have Colton there to ask, I would think that this is all canon material. So I, I would say it's really good. I mean, except for 29, of course. But yeah, I would say that these, like, jive really well with what the with the blueprint that Toriyama has. So, Yeah. I, I like these quite a bit. No, and I mean Red Ribbon Army is my favorite art, so getting into it is just you know, even if we're still just kind of like out we're on the outskirts of it, still it's like one of my favorite arcs like in Dragon Ball the franchise, honestly. Okay. Um yeah, Kendra, how did you feel kind of coming into these episodes, you know, again, being as far as you are into the franchise, I guess, um, not knowing what you were getting into ahead of time. How, 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 how are you feeling? I, I liked it a lot. I think 29 was one where I was like, I feel like there was like an episode in it, but they just didn't commit and they kind of tried to do like a bit too much or like, or not even like, like ha- having the, the them be stuck in the desert be, be more of a B plot and use that to pad out. So then you can make, you can let the other thing like stand on its own a bit more. I still liked it though. 30 and 31 were, were really fun and kind of going like the Red Ribbon Army, like how scary they are, like when they break into that house and you're like, oh my god, they probably like killed the people there. But still keeping like the comedy with the guy selling the Dragon Balls, the best character. He's dead, but he's still the best character. Uh, and it was just really fun seeing Chi Chi because I know like barely anything about Dragon Ball. So just seeing her, I'm like, I don't know anything. I know like barely anything about you. Like I was like, is this canon? Like this, they're gonna get married. <laughs> it was just very, it was very sweet. And uh, I, I don't know. I liked the Ox King like showing the Red Ribbon Army that like he wasn't something to be taken lightly. It, it was, it was fun because it made me like second guess what I've read because I have read the stuff just before this and just after. So I was like, wait, like I wish this was in the manga almost. <laughs> I think like having Chi Chi come back earlier instead of like later, like you guys mentioned, would be better because we get to see more of her. Like she doesn't really do much, but I think even like having a bit more of a conversation with Goku is cool. Yeah, having her get to be a character, you know? Exactly. Uh, and I, I just love Kid Goku. Kid Goku is just like, he's a small, feral boy, but he meets people and he kind of like, 
learns from them as well. And it's kind of like the Smelly could, like, if they actually focused on him, if he comes back, I'm holding out 32, maybe he'll be there. But he could have been, go like, because, like, nobody, like, he just, like, needs to steal stuff to survive. And, like, Goku would stink if, like, Bulma didn't, like, inter or his grandpa didn't, like, introduce him to soap. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm holding out for Stinky Kid to come back. I, I'm gonna watch 32 and be like, "Where's Stinky Kid?" But he's. Yeah, you know, back. actually, I was kind of thinking it would it would be really funny if like if he just somehow came back into the plot. <laughs> Please. Yeah, I, I almost hope he does. Mm. <laughs> um, re real quickly, especially since like apparently, um, I had this written down somewhere because I was interested in like who voiced him, and um, apparently he was voiced by um Kyoko Tongu who I looked up and I didn't recognize like a lot of her roles. I'm going to assume this is her probably her most like famous role, but um she voiced K in um Dirty Pair. She's uh she's the one with the red hair. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she she voiced one of the pairs. Nice. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I I have to assume, I don't know, I I just thought that was interesting because I know a Dirty Pair is a, a pretty well-known series and I know a lot of people love it. And I'm I'm sure it was probably a pretty it was a pretty popular show around the time like you know Dragon Ball was airing so like I have to assume she was like a pretty big actress at the time. Yeah, no, I actually didn't think to look her up because uh, I think my plan might be that I'm gonna like finish the original Dragon Ball and then I might switch to watching Dragon Ball Kai maybe because I I want to hear like the voice actors a little bit I think that would be fun but. I, I don't know. Sorry, this is just me thinking. Like, okay, this got me out on a Dragon Ball kick now. <laughs> well, here, here's a here, here's here's one question I want to ask before we go. Um, because I know you said you were kind of like switching, you know, back and forth between sub and dub. And Sakaki and I, I think we unanimous unanimously decided we're just going to stick with the subtitle version because I, part of the reason I wanted to do this show was because like I I don't feel like there are a lot of avenues where people just kind of sit down and watch the original series like in its like how it was originally presented um at least not too often and not as in deep you know uh the only other place I can think of where I've listened to that kind of thing is maybe Konzenshu but still um and you know that's why that's kind of part of the reason I wanted to do this show uh, because I, I I wanted to listen to more people talk about Dragon Ball specifically through the original Japanese version so uh, I don't know what are what, what do you think your preference is at this point? Do you do you like the sub or dub more? I guess that that might that might sound like a dumb question, but I, I'm just kind of curious. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of hard. I think I might like the dub a little bit more, but it's like I think I, the problem is for the dub, I recognize voices from other stuff, so it, it takes me out of it. Well, the well the sub, I I don't recognize it as much. Yeah, yeah. So I think. I, I I think I kind of like switching between I I I don't know I the sub is still really good I like I think it's maybe keeps me like immersed in the story a bit more rather well the dub takes me out of it. No, I totally get that because when when I would switch over to the dub for like certain scenes, you know, because Pilaf is voiced by Chuck Huber, who it's it's kind of hard for me to listen to Chuck Huber and not think like Android Seventeen or Hie from Yu Yu Hakusho, you know. True. Yeah, I forgot about that. Like it's it, it's it's hard for me to like like when I think of his roles I don't really think Pilaf you know yeah but that's yeah. just me mm -hmm. but I think though if I watched it if I watched I think because twenty nine I just watched dubbed if I listen to it subbed I think because Krillin is the same voice actor as like the actress as Luffy yeah so I think that would have been like Luffy's talking and I thought I kept thinking that Goku was Luffy but I don't think he is no actually Goku is um Goku's voiced by Max Maskunozawa who voices Doctor Korea on One Piece yeah. Chopper's mom. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, okay, that makes sense. 
the witch that was a trip when I first heard her. Like it was one of those things where I like I could put my finger on. I was like, because I'm used to she doesn't use she like she uses this weird voice as like kind of Goku's and not really. She sounds more like an old woman. Yeah, there you go. So, but, <laughs> but you could still like you could still sort of hear Goku in it. So like when I first watched One Piece and I was watching it and I was just like and of course I hadn't heard I'd heard Goku's voice but not much. I mean I guess secret about me is like. I've actually, other than Dragon Ball, I've never actually seen Z subbed. Like, I watched it all on Toonami. But, yeah, so I heard Goku a little bit. So when I was watching One Piece, I'm like, why do I know her voice? And it was it wasn't probably until years later when I really got into voice actors and stuff like that. that I looked it up again. And I'm like, holy shit, she's Goku. Like... I mean, you you get like again. I, I'm not. I would not be surprised if Oda had like a hand in picking voices because you have like Koza, who's like uh, Trunks. So, like, yeah, the Dragon Ball people pop up all over the place. Freaking Piccolo is Ace. So yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I feel like. Because when I after watching One Piece, I hear like and listening to other subs, I like pick up One Piece characters all the time. I feel like that's like Dragon Ball's the OG, so that's where you'd actually recognize voices. But I think it's kind of funny listening to the dub. I think everyone is Christopher Sabat, even if it isn't. <laughs> I'm just like, is this Sabat? And then Google, I'm like, wait, no, it's not. He's not everybody, <laughs> but he's a lot of people. That's not unfair of you to un- to assume. Honestly, yeah, no, I mean, he, the guy's got a range, so I guess I could kind of understand that. I mean, like, I guess as me and the sub, because like sometimes I mean, I've watched the show enough that it doesn't bother me much. But yeah, I can imagine like since I'm way more familiar with Japanese voice actors than U.S. ones. But yeah, if I'm watching it like again, there's never going to be a time that I don't listen to Krillin and think Luffy, although I feel like Krillin's voice is closer to Koenma, <laughs> who is also. <laughs> but like oh uh, yeah yeah yajirobi is like luffy to me though which is also Mayumi tanaka but he's away he's a while yeah, yeah. from now but yeah I, I definitely get this like it, it's it's interesting to just think about it like i feel like at some point i might i haven't watched it dubbed like in a very i watched the whole series dubbed on toonami like both z and dragon ball but i haven't watched it dubbed since then so maybe at some point you know maybe I'll, when we're doing preparing for another episode i'll probably watch a couple episodes dubbed i will say um you know as much as i prefer to sticking to the japanese version of the show for the purpose of the podcast i you know sometimes i do switch over to the dub because i'm interested in like how they localize certain things or like what the performances are like for certain scenes i got to be honest like from the little I've listened to of the dub, I actually don't think it's bad so far. Like, I, I, I'm i sure I've said it on other episodes, but like, you know, if I were watching this like with a friend or something and they were like, oh, I have to watch this dub because I prefer dubs. Like, I, I don't think I would be upset. Like, it would probably it would probably take some getting used to because I, I, I love the Japanese actors. But like, you know, I, I would much rather sit through the dub of this than I would the old dub of Z. I, ca- I can't sit I can't sit through that and not make fun of it. It's like legitimately really bad and dumb. <laughs> <fill> up. <laughs> God. Okay, yeah, I mean, that, that's fair. I, I, I'm definitely glad we're doing the show so I can finally like watch G- Z in Japanese. So, I mean, I'd probably for that. Yeah, when we get to Z, I probably would just stick to sub the whole way through because the dub I've I'm very familiar with. Well, not I shouldn't say very familiar since it's like more than a decade since I've seen it. But like, yeah, I I know the dub 
I, I definitely would stick to this. But yeah, I, I like the dub. I, I like the dub for Dragon Ball, though. I think it's pretty solid. See, see, we're we're not we're not sub purists on the show. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> we, we know dubs can actually be good. Yeah. But uh, I think we've kind of run on long enough as much as I'm enjoying the conversation. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, these episodes were mostly pretty good. I enjoyed them. And uh, I'm interested in seeing how this, I guess, th- this like prologue mini arc to the Red Ribbon Army arc I- I- is going to like end. I'm, I'm I'm interested in seeing like where this goes, actually. I don't know. The, the more I think about it, I, I bet that Smelly Kid's going to show back up. I just I feel like it's going to happen, but it, maybe it won't. <laughs> but, we'll, but we'll see. And yeah, I'm like I said at the beginning of the show, I'm I'm just really excited to like get into stuff that like I I haven't watched yet cuz like I said, we're we're I'm at the point now where I originally stopped watching the anime because I just couldn't get into it for whatever reason. So I'm I'm interested in getting to more new stuff. So I'm excited. But yeah, this was a this was a good episode of the podcast. Uh, Kendra, thank you so much for coming on and joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. It it reignited my Dragon Ball fire. It's like I'm going to try to Keep, I, I'm probably going to keep watching a little bit more and then I'll switch over to reading it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want to see where Stinky Kid went. That's the goal. I mean, that's 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 Colton's power. But yeah, me too. I'm hoping Pig Pen will come back. Pig <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should We should have called him that the entire time. Damn it. <laughs> no, I was. Fuck, I was that's really, actually good. <laughs> I, I was thinking with nicknames. Like, I just, like, when I was watching it, I just called him Stinky. But then, like, I don't know. It just. It just came to me just now when we were talking about it. I'm like, God, he's basically Pigpen, but in Dragon mm-hmm. Ball. Ah, damn it. <laughs> I think they really missed an opportunity with like just having Pigpen being followed by like just a huge cloud of dirt everywhere he goes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they missed lots of opportunities, so I'm not surprised. But yeah, like, no. That's true. This yeah. this this episode's in 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 memorandum of you, Pigpen. Whether you come back or yes. not. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um but yeah i guess with all that uh again kentra thank you so much for coming on and uh now you can let the good people know where they can find you awesome uh you can find me on twitter at sniper of my heart if you want to follow my dragon ball journey because i think at one point i was scared people were going to get mad at me so i started calling it like d of b but i don't i don't think people will like i, I don't know uh but uh and also i have a podcast where i talk about hi- my hero uh, on twitter at mha pod and then the high q one which is on hiatus at high q pod but check it out Woo. Yeah, uh, de- definitely go listen to the My Hero Academia podcast, and not not just because I've been on it before. <laughs> um, you know, it's 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 a it's a good podcast. You know, whenever I have the chance to kind of sit down and listen, um, you know, I don't listen every week, but I at least try to check in every once in a while, and I, I I do enjoy the conversations that I listen to, and I I enjoy being on. So you know, if you're a fan of My Hero Academia, go check that out. Or if you're a fan of Haikyuu, I I know you said the podcast is on hiatus probably until the anime comes back, whenever it yeah, comes yeah. back. But, you know, go, go listen to it if you like Haikyuu. You Yay! Know? Um, and then, I guess, Sakaki, if you want to go ahead and plug your stuff. Sure. Uh, you can find me at, well, I'm just showing the Sunday guy, I guess, on Twitter. So the first place you want to want to look for me is at WSS Talkback on Twitter, where we talk about Shonen Sunday. I mean, there's no Dragon Ball in there. But, but before you start leaving, We've got Detective Conan, and we've got, like, Rumiko Takahashi. But no, the, the the whole point of the Twitter is for people to learn about stuff that's in Sunday that isn't just the really popular stuff. And unlike, there are many magazine Twitters that, you know, tweet about specific magazines out there, but we're the only ones that talk about the entire magazine every week. So you should give that a look-see. You know, there are all kinds of great things in Sunday. 
And there's also the blog, wsstalkback.blogspot.com, where uh, we review Shonen Sunday, or Shogakukan, I should say. Uh, Shogakukan manga and interviews. Like the, the most recent thing up there right now is um, a translation of an interview with the new chief editor in chief of Shonen Sunday, Kazunori Oshima, who's taken over. And now, you know, his his uh philosophy of running the magazine so definitely go give that a look see and all as always we're always looking for people to write about shonen sunday stuff um it doesn't have to be a series that's currently in sunday it could have been ran in the past it could be you know an anime that you watch that we were always looking for guest writers um i'm also on probably far too many podcasts with marion and v lord my good buddies but you can find us at d slayer podcast which is the demon slayer podcast probably the most popular ones that we're on where we talk about obviously demon slayer also saturday night shoggy which is affiliated with wss tv which is at sat night shoggy where that one's kind of on hiatus right now but we're hoping to get back rolling in january january february something like that and that one's just about shonen sunday stuff that we find interesting and i think yeah no those are the those are the two i'm with them with on with them on uh shaman king Oh shit! Yeah, you're absolutely right. Fuck <laughs> that one's also kind of <laughs> that one's also kind of on haze, but you can find it Shaman King Pod Oversoul Shaman King Podcast, which yeah, we haven't done that one in a minute, <laughs> but yeah, definitely looking forward to that. I also write for Tsunami Faithful, even though I haven't done that in a while. Life's been hard. Um, and yeah, my personal Twitter at Kirobon K I I R O B O N. I mean, lately I've been trying to be a little bit more than just retweeting things from my other accounts on there. So if you see an errant tweet every so often, please engage with it because I'm trying my best. <laughs> and those are generally where you can find me on the interwebs. All right. Uh, pl- pl- please go follow both Kendra and Sakaki. I really enjoy the stuff they both put out. And yeah, just go, go follow them. Um, as well as you can, you can follow me also if you want. You know, it's your choice. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter <laughs> at sniperking three two three. I also host and produce a lot of other podcasts besides this one that you can find links to over at my personal blog at coltoncorner.wordpress.com, where I basically have a page dedicated to whatever I'm doing at the moment, podcast wise, including uh, past projects I'm not involved in anymore, as well as uh, guest spots and other podcasts such as the My Here Academia podcast. You can, I, I think, I have links to every episode I've been on so far. Uh, I try to keep that up to date as up to date as possible. So go check out coltoncorner.wordpress.com if you want to basically check out all my other podcasts. Uh, but as for this podcast, uh, I guess first off, you could follow us on Twitter at another DB pod. That's where you could basically find the latest updates on the podcast. You can also follow us on our website at another DB pod.wordpress.com where, uh, we, where we post the episodes first and along with uh, whatever show notes I want to include for whatever episodes I post. You could basically listen to us on whatever uh, podcast app you use. Uh, we're on a bunch of different platforms, uh, but especially on Apple Podcasts, we would really appreciate a rating and a review. Uh, you know, it really helps the visibility of our show, especially since this is still kind of a newer show. Uh, I would really like as many eyes and ears on this podcast as possible. So leave us a rating and review and just in general, let us know what you think. Uh, But if you happen to be listening to us on our public feed and this is the episode you happen to be caught up on, good news for you, my friend. Uh, We have five new episodes of the podcast waiting for you at patreon.com slash manga mavericks at the $3 tier in particular. If you sign up for that tier specifically, you will have five new episodes of this podcast to listen to before they're available on the public feed. 
Uh, basically, whenever, whenever I record a new episode of this podcast, I will put it up on our Patreon first. And then basically the, the oldest, newest episode on our Patreon, I'll put up on our public feed. I'm basically alternating episodes every month. So, you know, what you hear on the public feed is nowhere near the newest episodes of the podcast. Um, so, yeah, again, patreon.com slash Mavericks at the $3 tier if you want to listen to the rest of this podcast and be completely caught up. Uh, last but not least, I'm probably very bad at trying to, like, uh, talk about this every episode, but uh, basically, if you like our album art and basically whatever art we use for the podcast and all of our various sites, those were done for my good friend Taylor. You could follow her on Twitter at TaySamey. That's T-A-Y-S-A-M-E-Y. She's a very good friend of mine, and, uh, you know, she does really great art. And I'm really proud of the album art that she made for this show and basically whatever art I had her commissioned for this podcast. So if you if you like our art, um, please maybe go check out check her out on Twitter, maybe commission her for something. I'm sure she would really appreciate it. Uh, t- tell her Colton sent you. Uh, and yeah, I think that's going to be about it for the show and everything. Uh, basically, tune in next time as we cover episodes 32 to 34 where I'm pretty sure we will be finished with this sort of anime original arc and get fully into uh, the manga canon Red Ribbon Army arc stuff. So, uh, again, I'm very excited to get into the rest of this arc. I know Sakaki is too. And, yeah, we'll obviously be joined uh, by another special guest next episode. I believe two? No, no, I got that mixed up. Just one special guest next time. Uh, not Not to fully, like, spoil our plans for upcoming episodes. We got... We got another double guest episode coming up. That's not next episode. Uh, Point being, we got another special guest coming up next episode. Uh, Please look forward to it. And uh, I guess until then, guys, we'll see you guys another day for another adventure. someone forgot to pack extra gasoline. Uh, Shame it won't run on good looks. I'd keep it going forever. (laughs) 